This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. Hello, it's Lols here checking in from Talks. Talkie, as always, sending mega love to people that are still in lockdown. I know a lot of people in America are still in lockdown. I know Melburnians are in stage four. Us rural Victorians are in stage three. And yeah, just want to send some love out there because I know some days can feel really good, like you're on top of things, and other days can feel super, super flat. This weekend, Boss and I are doing a juice cleanse. He's got the cleanse grumps today, actually. <laughs> He's going to kill me for saying that. But we are both on day one of a three-day juice cleanse with karmic juices. This is not sponsored. I'm just saying it because that's what we're doing right now, and I love those guys there effing legends. But I digress. Today's guest, the incredible Ash Brewer. She's been on my bucket list for this podcast for yonks now. You may remember her from Neighbours. She played the iconic Kate Ramsey. And then at the young, young age of 22, she jumped the pond, went to Los Angeles, then went on Bold and the Beautiful, one of the most viewed TV shows in the entire world. Um, This girl is just going from leaps to bounds. We did record this online because she is based in Los Angeles um, and she shared so much for herself, not just her process, but also the importance of having a plan and the right kind of people around you. So thank you so much, Ash Brewer. I cannot wait to catch up with you again one day in real life. I hope you enjoy this pod as much as I did interviewing the incredible Ash Brewer. Welcome, the wonderful Ash Brewer. I'm pumped to have you on this podcast. For those that do not know you, you are a wonderful Australian actress. Do we say actress or actor now? What do we say? Oh, whatever, you know. I like both. They both have have good rings to them, don't they? Totally. So Aussies are going to remember you from Neighbours back in the day. Did you get on Neighbours when you were like 18? Yeah, I was 17 actually. I just finished high school so the week I finished high school I was like what am I gonna do I auditioned for Neighbours and then I flew from Queensland down to Neighbours and I started working that January 2008 2009 yeah I love I love when I read that you were a Queensland girl I think Queenslanders have got really good hearts (laughs) nice you know what I haven't met a Queenslander I don't like either so maybe you're on to something there you go. There you go. Um, so, okay, so Aussies are going to know you as probably from your old Kate on Neighbours. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we got to watch you on Bold and the Beautiful as well, which yes. is exciting. And you're only 22 when you did Bold. Is that right? Oh, yeah. And I was there for four years. So basically the second I finished Neighbours, I went to LA and um, picked up Bold straight up, which was very lucky. So exciting. And I love you came in as like the Aussie cousin. Was it like the Aussie long lost cousin kind of vibes? Yeah. So I was Australian. I had my accent. They wanted to hang on to everything. And it was actually really, it was a, it was the perfect way for me. I mean, I still live here in LA right now and it's been almost seven years now. 
Um, so it's it was like the perfect way to kind of hit the ground running because I, I got to figure everything out with a job, which is so rare. And I was just, you know, do not take that for granted now. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember I ran into you in LA at uh, Air One or Air One. Air One. Yeah. <laughs> I was shooting just down the street. So I like, I lived there. I like w- lived across the street from Air One. And then I was, I was working down the street from Air One. Oh, perfect. You could walk everywhere if you yeah, wanted to. Yeah, was like my backyard, which sounds, I mean, if you live in LA, that sounds a bit douchey now. But <laughs> No, I mean, any Aussies listening to this, imagine a Whole Foods health place that had the most delicious smoothies, salad bars, but also every single healthy vitamin and supplement and protein bar you could ever imagine. Everything you could possibly want for at least three times over regular selling price. Correct. And it's always <laughs> where you'd star spot. I remember I'd be like, oh, my God, that's so and so. I'd always yeah. do my star spotting there. So, And then recently you've been back to Australia doing Home and Away. Is that right? Yeah, I did. I went so when I wrapped up with um, Bold officially, I then was uh, picked up by Home and Away and I went back and I did just under a year there back in Sydney, which was cool because I'd never spent much time in Sydney. Um, but I did a, I did a film in between there, which was cool. So it was like the perfect kind of waiting period to film, waiting for that to come out. And then, um, yeah, it was nice to spend time back home too, after four ish years being stateside, it was really nice to get back and kind of just reset before embarking on the next, the next chapter. You know, I was, I kind of flew back, not knowing if I was going to come back to LA, um, Really? What made you think, nah, I need to go back to LA? Um, well, I, I, gosh, it was actually, it was a huge decision to make at the time. I wasn't really sure because I was genuinely enjoying my time working on Home and Away. It was such a cool show. The cast and crew were amazing. I loved being by the water and it was a slower pace than what I had been used to. And to, I don't know, everything was just so nice, but I realized that I'd kind of I think my battery. I think I flew back because my batteries really needed a recharge, and, yeah. and towards the end of it, I realized that I wasn't quite done with the states. And you know, I'd put all that work in to get the green card, which I know you've done as well. And um, oh, mate, I was like, that is a that is a journey and a half. <laughs> it is a journey. It is a journey. <laughs> Any visa situation here is a bloody journey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like the only thing you talk about with Australian tea. You're like, oh, yeah, when did you get here? And what bees are you on? Like, that's <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Yeah, I kind of just came to the conclusion until I was like, you know what? I think I've got enough, I've, I've recharged enough and I'm, I'm ready to give it another crack, you know? Well, this is what's so exciting about you researching. You You've you kind of got to America with a job quite young in your career. Like, are you 29 now? Is that right? 29, yeah. Perfect. Like, I, I don't know about you, but like, I think that's the age where you kind of start to really know who you are. And you're just saying now we've mm-hmm. kind of got this imaginary time thanks to mm-hmm. the the silver lining of all the COVID stuff. And it's like, you get to work on yourself. You get to learn. I'm studying again. And I think like, it's it's kind of exciting when you look at it through that lens and you've totally inspired me to look at it through that lens. What I want to ask you about, and this is what I'm, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm studying acting. So when you said yes to the pod, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to ask so many questions. Yes, congrats. That's cool. I didn't realize that. Slash terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, but you know, it's getting to know yourself is terrifying and ultimately that's all acting really is you know it's it's exploring every car- every every corner of yourself and that's the terrifying thing so if you mm. take the pressure off of it being that acting is terrifying and that getting to know the absolute depths of you is terrifying yeah 
kind of relieves some of the pressure of like performing well and you just have to know yourself well. Totally. Well, a teacher of mine says good acting is human behaviour, which is quite a nice way of looking at it. We're all learning so much right now through this period, I'm sure. Are you in Sydney or Melbourne right now? I'm in Melbourne. You're in Melbourne. So you're in a second lockdown right now too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So school's been on Zoom at the last term has been via that's, Zoom. That's the same as here in the States. Kids are just not going back to school this year. They wow. called that so early for us here. Yeah. Wow. But um, I think, yeah, there's no better time to be kind of delving into um, the acting thing if that's where, you know, your heart's taking you. And, and honestly, we're all learning so, so much. 2020 is the year of just figuring yourself out and what you want, honestly. A hundred percent. I just love your frigging take on 2020. I love it. You've completely turned something that's like, especially in being a Victorian now, like we get every morning, it's like that damage control of how many new cases at the moment. And it's, it's so nice to kind of hear your take on it because it makes me think, yeah, I am so lucky to be studying and understanding dialect and all these things. I didn't, understand about it. I fell into studying acting because I wanted to get better at my TV presenting. I did an audition and Ash, I totally stuffed it up. I didn't know how to use auto cue. I was just a mess. I was so nervous. They switched the script on set and I was like, oh my God, new script. Like I just flipped and and there was no spots in the presenting course. And they're like, we think you should do acting. And it's like two years down the line, I'm like totally drinking the acting school Kool-Aid and loving it. But what I wanted to ask you about with acting is from what I can gather, I listened to a podcast with you last week. And from what I can see, the pace of being on a show like Neighbours, which in Australia feels like a pretty high pace and high turnover kind of show versus the pace of Bold. I read somewhere that the amount of episodes you would do, is it like four eps, sorry, eight eps in four days? Yeah, eight episodes in four days. So the shooting schedule was basically Tuesday to Friday and you didn't finish a day until the shows that were allocated for that day were finished. And it, I honestly like, Oh, I mean, I'm so, so grateful for those years. It was, you know, when I was on neighbors, everyone was like, there's no better training. There's no better training. And that's absolutely true. And then I really, you know, I was told on neighbors, they were like, it's the fastest working paced show you'll ever work on. And then when I, when I went, (laughs) LA and I jumped on bold and just it was like a week before I'd started and they they sent me through this shooting schedule and I was like wait a second I was like we're doing two completed shows a day yeah I mean that's like 50 pages of dialogue sometimes between 40 and 50 pages of dialogue it's just sink or swim and I mean the rehearsals go to air the it's it is so fast you have no other option but to always be on your your game and I kind of liked it honestly I've had a couple of years off now and I I think I would genuinely struggle if I was to jump back in there because it uh, I think that the neighbors training is what prepped me for the bold and the beautiful pain um but oh yeah that was like a meditative it was almost like meditation because there was nothing else to think about in a day genuinely because if you did you were gone yeah. And it, yeah, it was it was a cool way to work and it kind of took the pressure off of everything having to be perfect and like if I let's say I screwed up the first scene of the day and then I wanted to sit around and beat myself up about that. Yeah, you couldn't. Or I know it, I'm already the second and third scene down the track and I'm still pissed that the first that yeah. the first didn't go well. So it was it was kind of a a cool like life um lesson in, you know, you 
you just, you do your best and then that's it. You get on with it. How long in advance would you get the script before having to know lines and be on set, ready to go? We'd get like the packet, so like the full, you know, it would, and to be fair, it would be on average between five to eight, like a heavy week would be being in completed eight shows and then a good week would be like five, six episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'd probably get that, you know, a week before. But honestly, your brain can't retain that amount of, um, information and that amount of dialogue anyway. So you're really, you would just, my, my whole routine for essentially four years was, uh, just, you know, working that day and then prepping the entire night before and then going back in. And it was just a frog leap until the weekend. <laughs> it sounds like a muscle that you would have just got really honed and just yeah. kind of been like, yeah. Cause I think like, uh, like, one of my teachers says the most common question actors will get after a play he's directed are how do you learn your lines? And it's like that is it, it's one part of all the other things like you were just talking before about human behaviour, understanding yourself that you have to yeah. do. But I imagine being on a show that is that fast pace and also mm-hmm. you were travelling. Didn't you get taken to like Milan and Paris all with that yeah, show? We were, yeah, we were everywhere, which was cool. I've got to ask one more thing about that show. It's a bit of a fangirl over here. You got to go to the Emmys, right? Yeah, a couple, a few times. How, what's, is it as glamorous as it looks for, because at the out, in the outside, like I see, I've seen you being interviewed on the red carpet and you're in this like glamorous frock and, but is it, do you then get in and you're sitting down for a few hours as they're kind of like reading everyone's names out? How does it go? Yeah, it's um I mean, honestly, it's, it's a, it's a huge production that day. Like you're up at the crack of dawn and, Oh, but, I mean, you're getting hair and makeup, you know, it's, it's, it's not strenuous that bit, but you kind of, once <laughs> you're on the red carpet, you're just, you're on and you don't eat, you don't drink, you don't do anything until you're sitting down at a table. And then, yeah, it's, it's, you know, about six hours, seven hours, you're there just watching the, I know. So they condense it all down and break it all down the television, but you know, those award shows are, they're a commitment if you're sitting in there, <laughs> you're there yeah. for a while. Big yeah. time. Yeah. I, like I, when I saw, because you've been so much fun to YouTube, I think I emailed you last week and I'm like, oh, my God, there was a like, kid's show that I used to love and watch. This I'm really reversing back to the beginning of your career. But, like, is it H2O Just Add Water? The- H2O, yeah. <laughs> well, that was one of the first shows that I did, which was so, so good. But kids like 12? Now, yeah, I was a baby. So I actually did a show before yeah, The Sleepover H2O. Club. The Sleepover Club, yeah, yeah. that was and I think I was 11 and that actually screwed me up for a whole bunch of heartbreak in my adulthood because that was the first audition I ever went for and it was I got it so uh I just thought that's what acting is gonna be and uh here I am still being like bloody hell it's really not that easy I had to reconfigure that in my brain quick smart oh um, yeah LA would have made that I guess you walked into the beautiful opportunity at Bowl, but I, I imagine the audition world of LA would be pretty cutthroat or have you got it down to like oh, yeah. a experience now where you kind of like let the script go let everything go when you walk out no you know what I'm I'm still uh I have a um a for lack of better words like a life coach who I speak yeah. to Sam um she's uh, actually oh my gosh Sam Ash her name is my name <laughs> Why did Amazing. I do that? <laughs> Amazing. Um, so clearly she's helping me out a lot. Um, 
but yeah, I was I was talking to her just honestly. This just happened yesterday, and she asked me to uh, just kind of write down my process, just because a few auditions have started filtering back through, you know, after the lockdown and everything mm. being on a huge hold. Um, and she asked me to kind of write down my process for auditioning and allocating time and how much time each portion of the process takes. And I'd never done that ever yeah. in my entire yeah. life. In my career I've never sat down and written down my process and what I do and I don't think I've once done it accurately but it's so nice now I have it sitting right here next oh my to goodness me. can you share some of it it's yeah I just wrote this down yesterday it's so funny honestly it'll, what we were doing was we were trying to just you know I work much better on a schedule because my my whole career has been being told what to do and where to be and what yeah, time, blah, blah, blah. So the last couple of years, you know, as I'm um, trying to kind of redirect my, uh, my career away from daytime and soaps, um, it's all on me. So, like, the, the pressure to uh, yeah. organise a day is completely up to me and I've really struggled with that. It has not come organically. Like, I am not a self-starter. I'm not... I'm not someone who gets up and is like, if I can procrastinate for a whole day, swear to God, I will. <laughs> but like, that's a creative heart too. Like my boyfriend oh. who you met before this, he's a music producer. And if he can just, he, he's got to come to it in his own like rhythm and timing. And it's amazing because you get to watch him be creative. But I'm like up, go for a run, do yoga. Like I have to have my coffee at a certain time. I'm Virgo. I'm almost OCD, borderline OCD. Virgo, my dad's Virgo. I'm Sagittarius through and oh body. yeah, I love Saggies though. Saggies are great. <laughs> I love adventure and but yeah, you wouldn't love routine, I imagine. Oh, I mean, I love routine if oh, I'm you being paid for it. I'm being told to do yeah. it. <laughs> when it comes to doing it for free, and it's all up to me, I have no idea. I'm just off with the fairies. So essentially, what we wrote down was, you know, when an audition comes through, it's honestly for me, it's about it's like a seven hour process and that seven hours can be, can be split up throughout the days depending. So let's say I get an audition sent through on a Monday and it's in, and I have to get that done by the end of day on a Thursday. So I can, I can spread that seven hours out and complete any of those hours at any given time. Um, it's honestly, it's, it's simple stuff. It's like, it's just, you know, I have to, read the sides which are the the audition scenes so as soon as it comes through make sure I read it then I have to read the script then I have to learn the lines then I have to brainstorm I have to actually think down like sit down and really think it out and meditate on it and kind of get it right and then I have to tape it and it's that simple but I promise you I've never written that down and I probably do usually one or two of those steps and just pretend I did the others yeah Terrible. I thought you were going to say meditation. And then I think also there are so many, it's one thing I've learned at acting school, there's so many different methods that you can implement. Like I've got a teacher that's from Britain, so we learn like the actions and beats method. But then you get the American method, which is more like chubbik or substitution where you somehow Mm -hmm. relate the scene to your life in some way, which I really struggle with. I'm like, oh, no, like let me kind of like – I like to kind of like compartmentalize every part of it, which is probably less personal, but it's right. so interesting seeing all these different schools and, and methods. Like, and obviously America is, yeah, a bit more methody than what we learn like from the British side of things. But I imagine that when you say brainstorm, it's probably whatever method kind of works for you to make you feel connected to the character in the scene. Yeah, definitely. It, um, 
Yeah, for me, it's just, I mean, I, I do, I get a little more personal, but I've been writing as well. And I do the same thing with writing where unless it's an experience that yeah. I know through and through, I, I really do struggle to kind of find a cool rhythm with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And if it's not hyper-personalized, I feel like I'm kind of just, I don't know, I'm always just a bit like, oh, I'm just like phoning it in. So, But if I connect with it and I can lock into that, I know that it can't be Right. Can I swear on this? I don't know. Um, yes, totally. Go for gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it can't be like, it can't be messed with if it's my experience and I know like almost on a weird cellular level yeah. that, that is how I, but everyone's different, you know, you different, different strokes to different folks. You've got to find what's right for you. I, I watched an interview last week with Arthur Miller and he said that as a writer, it's so interesting to hear about you writing because I didn't know this about you, but he said that most writers, like playwrights, are actors or mm-hmm. like, screenwriters and he said because you write characters that ultimately you feel like part of you yeah and I was like it was so fascinating and he said that um someone that writes any kind of script will always hear what they're writing whereas like a novelist will write like more literary and and have a very different experience so it's probably it's probably fantastic that you're writing whilst also auditioning because they seem like to go so hand in hand Definitely. Yeah. It's been a, it's, you know, it's just kind of like baby steps for me, but it's always been something I've been interested in. And, you know, I finally, I have real time right now to be, whenever, whenever the focus part of my brain decides to lock down for a day or two, it's been really nice to, um, cause I don't know about you, but I've been struggling to find any form of focus or clarity or through all of these different lockdowns and just the state of the world right now it's been really tough so it has and you know what this whole week I'd felt pretty flat until I spoke to you right before this and you were like no there's a silver lining here and I was like why haven't I looked at it like this beautiful silver lining I think I mean if you're able to look at it that way I mean a we're in such a fortunate position that we can even look at it that way you know what I mean totally totally definitely don't take that for granted and but I mean you're gonna have tough days you're gonna have really down days flat days like you said where you just want to sit and binge Netflix all day and not get out of your pajamas I've had a multitude of those days (laughs) let me tell you I think we're now we're on like we're on technically fourth month of lockdown yeah, yeah. Well, Vic- yeah, and Victoria's like just gone into lockdown mark too. So you get that. F- I feel like LA and Victoria, there's, although America's in a much more severe situation, like all of Australia is kind of, kind of like against Victoria. Like all the borders are locked to us. Like we're not allowed to leave. It's pretty, it's, it's a very confronting feeling. It's crazy. Even, even if I wanted to get home right now, I think. You'd be charged three grand to stay in a hotel. Yeah, I know. I just I read that as where I was like, it would have to be a, a world shattering um, emergency for me to spend money on flights and to spend money for two weeks to quarantine. Like, yeah, I'm just no. not going home. I just can't can't go home. Now, I like your plan. Your plan is your plan is solid. Okay, I've got to ask about the movie because when I researched you, I saw that you did a movie with Tyrion Lannister. I have. <laughs> I mean, we're a big Game of Thrones fan. It fans in this household. How on earth was that? I mean, it was just one of the coolest experiences. Um, yeah, it was uh, this one called My Dinner with Hervé, and yes. it's based on um, true story. Uh, yeah, yeah, based on an actor who was in um, a show uh, called Love Island, which I'm sure some people still know. Yeah. Of. 
Um, but it was, yeah, it was cool. Working with him was an absolute dream. I just felt so lucky to be on set with someone like him, you know. He was just so cool and calm and good. Like, oh, God. And he was playing a real, real character, you know. Yeah, like, pressure's on. Yeah, it was It was a real, it was great. It was really fantastic. And it was such a nice kind of, you know, I just stepped away from Bold and Beautiful and made that decision, which was tough. I mean, those jobs are amazing. They're essentially as close to a nine-to-five job as any actor can get. Totally. And it's kind of all I'd known is a schedule like that. So it was a huge decision to uh, to walk away from it all. But that that film kind of came up really quickly and I, I it was just a nice, you know, kind of, step in the right direction where I was like okay maybe I have made the right choice and yeah, so yeah I, I imagine even like making the choice to leave neighbors neighbors is such a safe kind of like great solid job as an actor <laughs> in Australia <laughs> and no you're right you're right um you got so you've got this safe solid job in neighbors in Australia and then like you're like well I'm going to take the risk and jump the, to the big pond It'd be that same kind of feeling. You get this great job in LA and then you're like, oh, and I've read a few interviews with you where you're like, I think you'd said like Margot had inspired you as well to kind of like go jump, just go for it. And so it sounds like you've got people around you that are kind of like your cheer squad. Definitely. And it's vital to have. I mean, as you probably know as well, you need that, you need that group around you. I'm so, so lucky here where, you know, particularly with Margot and, a lot of our mutual friends, we've we've all known each other for 12 years now and yeah. we all happen to live on the other side of the world and we're together and it's kind of this odd sense of normalcy which is just such a rare experience to have in LA. Um, you know, when all the lockdowns happened earlier in this year, a lot of people were like, well, why aren't you coming home? Like, come home, come home, come home. But truly we're just also, we're so held here by each other and... Um, it it's is kind home. Of been, yeah, it, ha- it has been home now for a little while. So, yeah, having that cheer squad has been amazing. And and likewise with the home and away thing. So when I was when I was not totally sure about coming or going, staying or whatever, it was it was her again who kind of just, you know, she picked up the phone and she was like, "You are not done yet. You have one." She's like the world's biggest stage mom. I love it so much. She's like, <laughs> "What to give?" You've got more to give. Um, so yeah, here we are, still going. Um, which is which is interesting because um, it's been a, a very eye-opening and tough couple of years. I tell you what, but in terms of acting, it's just you know, it's definitely made me uh, it's given, uh what's the word? Um, tenacious is the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tenacity to uh, stick around for a couple of years and and really be heavily in that. Um, audition and meeting phase it's uh it's pretty intense sometimes totally I, I don't know if you remember this but when we so we you and I met yonks ago back in the neighbors days when you used to come oh, into yeah. brand health food Pareto. do you remember yeah. <laughs> of course I was back in Melbourne last year and the first place I went to was Paran um so, so oh that place is an institution and then I remember you came to one of my book launches you were so <laughs> supportive yes of course but when I fast forward to when I ran into you again in era one, being like three, I'm guessing that's nearly three years ago now, you gave me the best advice because I was like, I'm so hungry to get here. I just want to get to LA. And oh, you no. said, <laughs> yeah, you said it can eat you up. Like LA can oh. eat you up and kind of spit you out. She's like, And you said come over with a plan, like come over with a bit of a plan and, and that's kind of like the trick to kind of getting, getting into the rhythm of LA. 
Do you, oh, you probably don't remember that, but is that kind of the advice you'd give someone today? I mean, yes, that definitely sounds like something. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably in the depths of despair as well, where I was like, don't come, it's horrible here. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, you do. It's like anything, you know, this, um, you know, and I'd say it's, it really is just like any business. You can't just attack it blindly. And, and um, yeah, you know, you do, you really, you need a plan. You, you need boring, uh, boring paperwork, office work things organized like your visas and like oh, where yeah. are you going to live and how are you going to lease a car? And, you know, it gets real very quickly here because the, um, the glittery, the glittery stars in the eyes bit wears off pretty fast as I'm sure, you know, you know, like, it gets real really quick and, and um, having a plan and having just a path that's uniquely yours and, and knowing what you want will get you through the tough times. But I have noticed that those whose plan starts and finishes at getting off at LAX doesn't really generate um, a lot of tenacity, which is what we were just talking about. Yeah, totally. And I love that you mentioned you've got a, like, life coach as well. I'm really pro... Uh, mental health and I've got a therapist that I work with all the time. He's the one that like I started with him three years ago and he kept referring to me as an actor and I was like, stop it, mate. I'm a nutritionist. And he was like, but you're a performer. Like he's like, you you work in tally, you write books and stuff. And and he's the one that's kind of like helped navigate me to have this kind of self-discovery for nothing more than, you know, self-discovery. And I think is mental health, and that might, might be through your life coach, would you say that that's another important kind of like self-care practice that you Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm only coming into this chapter of my life now um, uh, when it comes to kind of protecting my mental health. I mean, I took a knock the last 12 months, not for really any particular reason, um, apart from, you know, things were just harder than they'd ever been before. And and getting to checkpoints that I've always wanted to reach was harder than they'd ever been. Um so yeah, it's a huge part of my, um, actually through lockdown, I decided to stop drinking as well. And that was a huge part yeah. of protecting my mental state. So I haven't drank in a few months and that's real, that's been huge. Not that I like, you know, nothing crazy, but in, in terms of like just settling my anxiety and totally. settling my own brain, it's, that's been a vital key for me. Um, which that's such know, a good people, move because it's so easy. A lot of people. Yeah. It's yeah, so it's easy. Even my boyfriend and I are like, are oh, we going to get a sneaky bottle of red tonight? It's just it, because it relieves the pressure. And so yeah. I think you've done a huge service to yourself by making yeah. that call. Yeah. I mean, it got, it got a little weary to get to that point. But, you know, because I started thinking, I'm like, what pressure am I? Like, what am I constantly trying to squish here? And um, just being able to stay level. And uh, so, yeah, that's just kind of become a part of my my arsenal now, which is just to be as clear as I possibly can. Yeah. As much as I can. Being clear is definitely one of my goals too. I love that kind of uh, mantra, just to be clear. Because I think yeah. that is the best, like when you talk about even audition prep, like if mm-hmm. you're just clear within yourself, I imagine that's a really good starting point. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And I listened to an, um, interview with you on a pod and you talked about acting school so I think some people also that that like see actors and and think oh no well she's made it she's in LA she's on bold she's on this big movie da 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 she doesn't need acting school 
but really like I think you started that later, didn't you? Didn't you when you got more time off bold, then you started acting school? How did yeah, that go? So I, um, I, I, you know, all through school and high school, I was at a separate acting school. So that was kind of like my extracurricular thing for myself. And I, I focus on it pretty heavily. It was always something I really cared about. I wanted to be an actor. So I was in acting school. Um, but then I got neighbours and there was really no time to be studying. Yeah. And then, uh, then I was on bold. So again, there was really no time to be studying it. And truth, truthfully, it sounds silly. Um, but there was no time <laughs> just because yeah. the work was so much. The last thing I, my brain honestly wanted to do was sit and then learn about the thing that I'd been doing all week. But, um, as soon as I finished bold, actually leading up towards making the decision, I, I uh, went to an acting school here called Beverly Hills Playhouse, which I really loved. Um, and, uh, it was very theater and stage based and, and I read plays like I'd never read plays before. And I was doing more theory work than anything and just trying to figure out where I sit amongst it all and, and where, where my interest kind of just naturally flows to. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, look, I know people who think that you get to a point and you don't need it. I personally think they're lazy. I yeah. think <laughs> Excuses. You know, there are so many dialects to be learned. There's so many yeah. vocal bad habits to be uh, taken away and to be worked through. And ultimately, um, one of the best things that I was ever told was that you, it's like a, it's like a gym, you know, you would never just, if you wanted to run a marathon, you would never just wake up the morning of the marathon and run 40 something kilometers. You okay. train and you have to train and you have to be conditioned and you you have to be spot on to then run the race. If you're if the first if the first time you're picking up sides or a script is for an audition. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, forget My it. My anxiety like, just goes to the roof feeling yeah. that. <laughs> And I do, I know a lot of people who will, you know, they'll, they'll wait for the excuse of the audition to come their way is to exercise all those muscles. And, mm. you know, just in my, in my experience and what, what I know works for me, I've, I've got to be, I've got to be a uh, pretty conditioned and all nice and lubed up and ready to go. You know, I can't yeah, just jump yeah. in and be like, oh yeah, well, I'll just wing it and see what happens. I <laughs> know I've done all the work before it because the, the reward is the audition, the, the, the reward, the reward for the hard work is the audition, you know, because until you have a job, your professional, your, your, your job is your professional auditioner until you're working. Yeah, totally. Okay. I want to ask you about fame, which I know is probably a really weird or kind of like a loaded one. Have you felt <laughs> like, and I remember when I ran into you in between, I can't remember I've got all these memories, in between Parana Health Food and LA, I, we ran into each other at the Melbourne Spring Racing Carnival one year. And I don't oh, know yeah. if you were an, I know you're an ambassador for Cox Plate, but this one we were at Flemington where we ran, and I think it might have been the year before you were Cox Plate or around about that time, and ambassador. And I remember you were just getting pulled. We were having, I think, a coffee in one of the marquees right. together. Right. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. And you were kind of being pulled by about eight different people and you were like, I'll come back and find you. And I, was, I just, my heart kind of like felt for you. I was like, far out, this girl is just... I don't know if it was the fame. I don't know if you're in work mode because you were there more as an ambassador, but I felt like you, it was like, there was like Ash, but then there was like 
this version of Ash that everybody kind of, they just wanted a piece of you. And is there kind of like that side of fame? Is it different in America to in Australia as well? Is, you know, yeah, it's kind of a weird question to ask, but does that make sense? Yeah, um, I I think, I mean, it's been a while since I really felt anything like that just because I've kind of been bunkered down here. Um, And, you know, no one cares about me here because there's actual famous people in LA. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, but you know, you know, um, it's it's a uh, yeah. It was interesting being in um, Australia, especially when events like that come up. I mean, it was. Uh, I feel like I've kind of had you know two lives in uh, yeah. in Australia, where like with neighbours, there was like a level of recognition, which wasn't you know, and not in a disrespectful way, but it wasn't put on a on a on any kind of pedestal at all. You were just kind of part of the fabric, you know, you'd be at this event, da, 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 no one really cared. But then there was something that shifted once I had a few years of work under my belt in the US and then Australia kind of started to, uh, you know, just treat things a little differently. But, yeah. you know, it's fine. And I guess you hit the nail on the head. I just, it, it is just work and it is just, it's, I kind of like it, to be honest. I love meeting people. I love talking to people. So, whether it's an interview or this or that or whatever, it's just always an opportunity to be meeting someone else and to be hearing their story too. And it, it, the weirdest thing is when you find yourself just talking about yourself for a very long time on end, that gets a bit like, oh, God, I feel horrible. But, you know. As, <laughs> We're doing that today. <laughs> no, but, you know, as long as, as, long as you're, like, active in it. Yeah, and, totally. And, you know, you're vibing with the person, it's fine. It's just a conversation. It's just, just is what it is. This, this question I'm excited for, um, I feel like you've been really courageous with your career and, and been willing to kind of like take the risks and take the steps that are ultimately leading you to the mega kind of like in yoga we call it dharma, which is your purpose, like your... Well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, like no, totally. You're, we're already doing that. But I mean like, and I guess I want to know like what is the ultimate dream for you? Like what would be, because it's so clear that you're going, I'm really comfortable in this thing, but I'm going to still take a risk because I'm chasing this. Like there is yeah. like a holy grail for you, it feels like, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, what is that? What does it look like? Uh, it's, yeah, it's interesting that you say that because sometimes, I mean, that's a hard thing to hang on to because, you know, yeah. Um, those jobs, you know, with Bold and Home and Away and Neighbours, they're a very specific, you know, kind of the same, same. They're, you know, for lack of better words, each lateral moves, you know, it's the same genre, the same pace, the same style of writing, the same style of characters. Um, And I guess it was kind of a, you know, very, I'm so fortunate for all of those jobs and all the opportunities that I've had. Um, I just never really felt like I was able to give what I feel like I'm capable of giving and at the capacity that I truly want to work. And um, if anything, that's just the simplest and maybe the dumbest thing that I've hung on to my whole, you know, particularly the last couple of years where I'm like, no, I just, you know, I want to work with cool writers. I want to work with cool directors. I, I, I want to, you know, dive deeper and really flex my muscles and, and mm. see if it, it is all there. And I just, I think somewhere deep down, I just know that if I settle for these jobs long-term and I stay in them long-term, I'm really going to feel like I didn't back myself and I didn't give myself uh, the right shot. So, you know, all of this could be, you know, it is risky and it could come down in a 
you know, in flames, but at least I tried, you know, at least I backed myself enough give myself, give myself the shot. But as far as, um, like the, the real thing, you know, I would just, I'd love to, I'd love to create my own. I'd love to be at the helm of something. I'd love that. That's really where ultimately, and you know, like we were saying earlier, there's something special about this 2930. You, you're such a baby still and you feel so young, but you, something inside is emerging with just the ability to uh, recognize that you can accomplish truly whatever you put your mind to. So I'm in the early stages of just being like, no, no, if you want that, it's a real thing and you should be giving it a shot. You should be chasing that. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't really You're said that. You're in Saturn Return. You're in Saturn Return, dude. Have you heard I of that? I've been in set. I've been told I'm in Saturn Return from not. Ki- I'm kidding. Three years. I'm like, <laughs> when are we out of this Saturn Return? They I'm say. Scared. Do you want to know? I'm gonna. I'm gonna burst your bubble. They say it kind of starts to kick in at 27. Okay. The 28 right, is like the I'm big year. Yeah, yeah, and they say it. Re- it doesn't fully leave you until 32. Oh my I god! <laughs> so full five years. Oh. But, but you know what? They're the most brilliant lessons like you learn who you are you normally go through massive heartbreak you have the biggest failures you have the biggest lessons you get really clear on your values like the way you were describing Mm. about like you know it's almost like you know somewhere in your heart that you really want to flex that muscle like that that feeling and that voice Mm-hmm. becomes evoked. Uh, one thing my, I was saying to you, I'm doing my acting school on Zoom at the moment. One of my teachers in LA and his name's Cody Fern. He's an incredible Aussie actor. And he was in um, American Horror Story and Assassination oh, of Gianni Versace. Oh, I loved that show. So if you, if to all the people listening to this, if you haven't watched the Assassination of Gianni Versace, it is one of it is it's one of my favorite TV series. It's phenomenal, phenomenal. So yes. yeah, so he's he we get we're so lucky to have him as our script analysis teacher, and he um oh. I know right. He said. When you see someone that's like your parents' age group or, you know, a little bit older, he's like, ask them honestly if they have any regrets. And he said, Mm -hmm. most people are going to have regrets. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, it was like quite sobering, but then I was like, oh my God, that's why I can't give up on this dream. That's why I have to keep chasing this fear. And it's kind of like what you were just saying as well. It's like, it's almost like you know something and it's you feel it. It's even hard to verbalize, but it's like, I've got to chase this feeling that is so innately within myself. And I feel like you've totally just verbalized that as well. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I never went, I never went to college. I never had any kind of like real, uh, all I know is this. So in a way I feel a bit fortunate that I'm like, no, you know, some people look at my life and go, oh my gosh, how do you deal with the ups and downs? And you know, money comes and goes and this and that it's stressful. But I think a huge, a huge thing for me, which I am grateful for is that I haven't known anything else. So all I know is chasing this and chasing that feeling. And, you know, if I, if I was to become a little more structured, I think that would almost feel a bit, a bit, ugh like out of my body for me. And yeah. I think as well with this like lockdown and everything, I mean, I'm not sure, I haven't read exactly what the state of, you know, Australia is in, but I'm sure unemployment is as, is as high as it is here right now. And suicide. And, oh, horrible. Yeah, oh. so high. Something like a thousand suicides in Australia. Oh, 
my since COVID. Yeah, so it works out just. I I actually posted a stat. It's like more than it's works out to seventy six more a week than COVID cases or something or deaths or something. Crazy. Like it's really the. So I think this the mental health stuff to come out the other side of yeah. COVID will be mind blowing. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna affect. Uh, I mean, it's affecting everyone in 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 one way or another. Can I ask? We talked about this earlier, and I wasn't expecting to ask it on here. But um, mm-hmm. how how do you think the industry? How long do you think the industry in LA, like the film and TV industry, is going to be bunkered down for? Well, I mean, honestly, if I had, if I really knew the answer to this, I'm sure I'd be um, <laughs> <laughs> kept in a room at CAA or something. Um, <laughs> but- <laughs> But uh, yeah, I honestly I because like you were saying, uh, Oscars next year is going to be a white like that's going to be yeah, no I way. I was saying that I was like I think the award season next year is is going to be Dunzo's. you know potentially laughable. Yeah, um, we'll be you know clutching at straws with those nominations. Um, I could be wrong. Who knows? The the last half of this year could turn out great. Who knows? But uh, I reckon I reckon a good couple of years to just figure it all out. I mean. Yeah. Truly, I mean, every it's just like any industry. Every industry right now is up in the air. I mean, how long is Qantas going to realistically be shut down for? I mean, I know that some productions are trying to get up and running now, but it's um, it's uh, yeah, it's not looking good. No one's moving anytime fast. Yeah, and I think that's the same everywhere. But it's it's just so it's so interesting in the film and TV industry, and also. Like they create, you're all creatives, you know, creatives, it's important. Like you just don't want that to be the industry that really suffers. I know. Well, I mean, you know, like uh, Broadway is going through it. All those actors. I mean, everyone, everyone is suffering in one way or the other. Of course. Like no one one is exempt from a loss during this period. Something shifted, something changed. It's just a rough period of history. We're living in history. Yeah, we're living in history. And this is the thing I think I told you before this. I watched a class with Hugh Jackman and he said, after this will become the golden years. And then you said, I'm likening it to a world war. And it's the same thing like World War II. And then you think of um, Hollywood in the 50s. That's the romantic golden era of Hollywood, right, that we all romanticise over and arrive at LA with the starry eyes because we've seen those the, the beautiful romance of Hollywood. Um, and so, you know, I think that there will be beautiful light at the end of the tunnel and you've inspired me to have that. Now, I want to end on one. I've stolen so much of your time. I'm so grateful. I want oh, one more oh question. Gosh, you've got like five minutes. So could you <laughs> talking all afternoon? I love it. I, it's like <laughs> catching up with an old mate. Um, yes, please. One last question. Just for um, any, like, actors that are studying, I know all my classmates will probably listen to this, like what would your advice be if you've got that dream but you've got a lot of fear around it? Honestly, um, the fear never goes. So just not, if you're scared about it, just know that that's a part of it. I would just say, and I feel like this goes to anyone, if you're wanting to start a business, whether it, you want us to open a bar or open a cafe or create something online, or no matter what it is that you're embarking on in life, you just have to, you have to love it with every cell of your being mm. if you're wanting to build something from the ground up because it is so tough. 
and it's, it's exhausting and it'll it, it's your first love it takes everything out of you you mm-hmm. learn everything about yourself and about it um if you just throw yourself in there so so truly i mean it is it does it it is to be said about acting but i really think it goes for anything you know no matter what uh you're chasing in this life and you're really going for something and it's unique and it's just on you you've got to love it and you've got to back yourself and as cliche as it sounds you just have to believe in yourself through and through and that'll be knocked and that'll be shifted and you have to work on it all the fucking time but um yeah I love it if you don't love it do something else I'm (laughs) telling you it will be so much more fun if you do not love acting and you don't love this industry please do something else just save yourself the heartache it's not worth it you're um, amazing. <laughs> so true. So um, so true. So yeah, true. but it goes truly. It goes for anything. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't create a candle company if you didn't truly believe that you were making the best candles the industry had ever seen. Totally. Like, why would you do it? Why would even you make that candle? It's so saturated. There are so many candles. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, you've got to back yourself. You've got to you've got to realize that you do have something to give and 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 not stop until you've shown it. Totally. And I think even like from my little taste I've had in like morning TV shows and being kind of like the health girl, like the second yeah. that a show gets axed, you, like I remember when The Circle got axed and morning show on Channel 10, we all found out via Twitter. And so like anybody that works in this industry, like it's pretty brutal and I think if the love is there and if you're able to back yourself and you just know that I've got to do this thing because like you said, it is your great love then those knocks are going to be nothing more than wonderful opportunities to grow. Yes, exactly. Exactly, exactly. And just one last, I keep going, one last thing. Um, What's next for you? It sounds like you're writing at the moment. Did you say auditions are starting to come in even though you're still kind of in lockdown? Well, I mean, fortunately, there's been a bunch of things happening, starting to happen in Australia. There's a few productions in, uh, you know, kind of establishing themselves right now in Byron Bay, which is cool. So, you know, there's just just the regular stuff kind of, just um, an audition here and there and then just, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy and I spent a year learning this the hard way. I'm not happy unless I am at the wheel and creating every day so I look I don't know where this writing thing is going to go all I know is that it's it's my complete sanity right now and uh and also the most frustrating thing in the entire world so it's probably right I mean, <laughs> sounds well, exactly like something I'd be into <laughs> well I cannot wait I cannot wait to see what the future brings for you wonderful Ash Brewer thank you so much for sharing so oh, much of your oh, time so nice and cool podcast I love this idea it's so good Oh, I'm I'm just pumped to ha- I'm so like pumped to have you on because you've been on my dream list for a while. And then I, a friend of mine said to me, I was like, "Are we not going to do a season five because of the lockdown?" And she goes, "Are you kidding? Get the people that are on your dream list that are in America yeah. or the yeah, people in Melbourne that are in lockdown." I was like, "Ash Brewer." <laughs> oh, that's so. Oh, I'm glad we did this, and it's so cool. Meant to be. Big love. Yeah. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of Fearlessly Failing. As always, thank you to our guests. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram. I'm at Yummo Lollaberry. This potty, my word for podcast, is available on all streaming platforms. 
I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and comment. And of course, spread the love. Thank you.